good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Great to have you today as part of my day and letting me into your home and into your vehicle for you to meditate on Scripture with me. Today's podcast is a little bit delayed simply because we had a snowmageddon here in New Hampshire. Uh, we had a snowstorm yesterday that was predicted to only be 6 to 10 inches, but in, uh, in reality, I ended up getting over 40 inches at my home. Uh, and that's a lot of snow. And so I was unable to get to my computer until we got things plowed out here where I do my recording. Uh, but it is beautiful outside and it is a, it is a, uh, a gorgeous sight to be able to look out. We didn't know if we were going to have a green Christmas, but uh, certainly that's not the truth today. And so we'll just get everything all plowed out and shoveled out and uh, keep from having a heart attack, hopefully. Uh, speaking of the heart, today we're returning to Matthew chapter 5 and the series of conditional statements about what you should look like as a citizen of the kingdom of God. And we continue our series today in that. We're in verse 8 of gospel, the gospel of Matthew chapter 5, uh, which we know as the Beatitudes. And Jesus has been given some specific teaching here to his listeners regarding what it looks like to be uh, a citizen of God's kingdom, those things that are essential, that are necessary. He talks about the first thing as being a spiritual beggar in verse 3. Uh, having being bankrupt spiritually, knowing you have nothing of your own. He said as a result of that, there ought to be a sorrowful repentance on the behalf of, of somebody who's a genuine believer, uh, somebody that mourns over that sin and that spiritual condition. And then he says another characteristic in verse 5 of Matthew 5 is to have a controlled strength. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Uh, the meek are those that are uh, like that racehorse that's under the control, that's brought under authority. And that's the way God said it should be for every true believer, that we are under the authority of the living Lord Jesus Christ. We have a meekness because we know that he is king and he will overcome everything in this world. Uh, verse 6 talks about those that are citizens have a hunger and thirst after righteousness. There's this reflexive, involuntary desire to be conformed to God's standard of right and wrong. And the result is that when you hunger after God's word, when you hunger after uh, his teaching, then you will be filled Last podcast, I looked at blessed are the merciful, those that are actively compassionate, those that aren't just saying words to people, but they're in reality uh, working towards demonstrating a compassion for people in the way they act towards them as well, because then they'll obtain mercy. And then today we're looking at verse 8, where the scripture says, blessed are the pure in heart. Oh, how very happy are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And here's one of those passages of scripture whose depths are really immeasurable. Uh, the breadth of that passage, that tiny verse is impossible to really explore in all of its meaning. Uh, that incredible statement by Jesus is probably one of the greatest utterances that the scripture ever says. Uh, the subject of that verse is, in a word today, holiness, purity of heart, being internally uncontaminated. You can trace God's command for us to be holy all through the Bible. From Genesis to Revelation, it's a theme that affects 
every, every teaching of Scripture. And, and so we can't really go very far until we understand that that's exactly what the Lord is teaching here. And of course, the word blessed implies the condition of well-being that results from this salvation that Christ is offering uh, when you're rightly related to God, being accepted by Him is a matter of internal transformation that occurs in every believer. It's not just tacking a little Jesus onto your life. It's not making Him as part of like you your life like you would a hobby but that it infiltrates every nook and cranny of your life, that it becomes, it, it shapes your entire thought processes, your hungers, your thirsts, your goals, your desires, the thing that you live for. And here Jesus is teaching that those that are pure in heart, there is definitely here a contrast to the outward superficial and hypocritical religion of the scribes and Pharisees of Jesus' day. Uh, Jesus said that it is in the inner man, in the core of your very being, that God requires purity. Uh, the Pharisees, who were all about outward purity, their hearts were full of corruption and defilement. Uh, a principal part of Jewish religion consisted in outward washings and cleansings. And it was on that ground that they expected to see God, to be able to enjoy glory with Him. But Jesus is teaching here something significantly different, that he is, he is advocating the purification of your heart from all vile affections, from desires, wrong choices, wrong desires, uh, that that's essentially uh, a, a description of somebody who is a genuine believer, that you take the passage of Scripture that says, be ye holy even as I am holy, that that's taught, that's taken very seriously. Uh, that's what Jesus is teaching here, the purity of the inner man. That's not a new truth. Uh, Proverbs chapter 4 is one of those key verses of Scripture in which the, uh, the writer says, uh, uh, in all thy keeping, keep your heart, watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the issues of life, the springs of life. Uh, that's the counsel that Proverb, the writer of Proverbs gives. And the problem that caused God to destroy the earth in the flood was a heart problem. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 5, the Bible says, The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. David even acknowledged before the Lord in Psalm 51, Behold, thou dost require truth in the innermost being, and in the hidden part thou wilt make me know wisdom. And so he prayed in verse 10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Asaph wrote in Psalm 73, 1, Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. Jeremiah declared, uh, he said, The heart is more deceitful, is desperately wicked than all else. It's sick. Who can understand it? Jeremiah 17. So evil ways and deeds begin in the heart and mind. And somebody who has been transformed, somebody who has been saved by the grace of God, is going to begin that journey of growing in holiness and a reflection of the character of God himself. 
God's always been concerned above all things with the inside of a man or a woman's heart. Uh, What is the condition of your heart today? When the Lord called Saul to be Israel's first king in 1 Samuel 10, the Bible says God changed his heart. Until then, Saul had been handsome and athletic, but not much more. The new king uh, began to revert to that, uh, to the old way of life, and he chose to disobey God and to trust in himself. What God's calling on us to have is a great transformation of heart where we begin to look something far different than what we were before we get saved. And then the promise that's given is an interesting one in verse 8. Because verse 8 says that the great blessing of those who are pure in heart, it's conditional, is that they shall see God. The original language is in a future indicative tense in the middle voice, for those of you that are grammarians. And the more literal translation would be this way, quote, they shall be continuously seeing God for themselves. And I want you to know that it's only they, those that are pure in heart, who shall see God. Intimate knowledge of and fellowship with God is reserved for the pure. Is your heart pure today? When our hearts are purified at salvation, that's just the beginning of being able to live in the presence of God, to see and comprehend Him with your spiritual eyes, to see Him in all His glory, to rejoice in everything that He has done for you. Purity of heart. It cleanses the eyes of the soul so that God becomes visible. Wonder today, are you meditating on Him? Do you make it a point to put Him first and to keep Him at the very center of your attention so that your heart draws closer to Him? God bless you today. Walk with our Lord. Be faithful to Him. Keep your eyes and your heart from anything that would corrupt it and meditate on the Word of God. 